second psalm and the seventh verse will be our text. Had not the Lord been good to us? Oh, yes. I was a little fascinated by the beautiful painting in your baptistry. Most baptistries is going to have Mount Hermon in the background, that 10,000 foot mountain peak at the northernmost point of the Holy Land, snow cap year round in the River Jordan. Yeah, but uh, you got water spouts. <laughs> Never seen that. I love that. And uh, maybe there's a new Christian here that doesn't know the verse for that, for that painting. That's what I'm going to preach just for a little bit tonight, exhort you. 42nd. Psalm. <laughs> hey, wait, folks. I don't need 300 visitors and two choirs for my happy bubbles to pop. Right. Hey, my uh, water. The well it runs on the automatic pump, and I never know when it's going to kick on. <laughs> he said, That water that I give you, it'll be in your well. You'll never thirst again. There's your eternal security. Never thirst again. And he said, It'll well, it'll spring up. I don't ever know when mine's going to kick in. Amen. I knew a church in North Carolina one time 30 years ago. They made a little church covenant. They were in a season of a visitation. And they made a little church covenant that whenever they crossed paths or bumped into each other in town, they would shake hands and immediately go to their knees and have prayer. Walmart, gas station, dropping your kids off at school, restaurant. They said it'll help our pride and it'll help our prayer. Amen. Amen. And it'll help our projection of the gospel. Yes. And I got to thinking about that in my carnal mind. I said, they're crazy. And I was out the next day somewhere, Brother Joe, and I'd come out of the bank and a $50 bill blew out of my hand. Nine people standing around. I dove on the ground. <laughs> Bumping into ankles and knees and palm right. wind got a hold of it and the Holy Ghost decided that'd be a good time to talk to me. <laughs> 
He said, you didn't have no problem jumping on the ground in front of everybody for your money. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I had to repent. May the Lord help the church be the church. Oh, Lord. It's good to be saved, isn't it? Lord, when I saw this beautiful painting, it fascinated me. Gazed upon it for a while. And the other day, uh, just Tuesday, I went with a friend to a little fellowship told Pastor Hunt, I'm going to go over the way here to a little fellowship. And you know, the man went to this text and reminded me. Yeah. I looked at it Monday night and God, I looked at the picture Monday night and God gave me the scripture the next morning. Amen. Yeah. Oh, how about you better be where the Lord told you to be? Amen. I didn't feel like going over there. The Lord told me, get on over there. And I got my verse to go with my picture. And I'd have done studied it years ago. And it brought the remembrance. I'm about to run is what I'm about to do. <laughs> Yeah. 42nd Psalm. I won't be long tonight, said the evangelist. <laughs> Who knew that he knew that he might be long even when he said he wouldn't be long. <laughs> yeah. Psalm 42. I do just want to show you this for Lord to help us. Mm. Verse 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks. Okay. You really thirsty? Yeah. And a brook, small, gentle, flowing little stream would be a brook. Called a brook because you could cross it so easily. Brook, brooch, cross, break. Called a brook because you could step across it so easily. But down there in verse 7, he put him in a storm. See verse 7? See the end of verse 7? All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Come on. Now, Pastor Hunt, be honest, I ain't never seen what I'm saying right now until right now. (laughs) What I'm saying right now, I ain't seen until just now. I ain't never seen it. He was thirsty for the small little brook and God put him in the middle of waves and bellies. Won't he do it? I got that right in front of y'all. Won't he do it? You're wondering what that storm is about to kill you? You were thirsty? Y'all got to get it. I ain't got the energy to give it. You just got to get it. Yeah. Are you seeing it? 
He started out, I just need a little brook that I can even step over. I just, I, I want to drink. God said, I got an ocean for you. Come here. Well, I want you to quit crying about the fact you're about to drown. He's just giving you a drink. Well, glory. Y'all ain't helping me. He made it such a, he made it such an arrangement of water that it connected two worlds. Deep calleth unto deep. Where? Where water connects two worlds. At, at the water spouts. Water spout doesn't start from down here. Some of you have lived long enough, been around the ocean or a large lake, enough to see a water spout. None of that rises from the lake or the ocean. But a strong wind from overhead comes down. Picks it up. Yes. And then and then the world below is connected to the world above. Well, oh yeah. Well, You want to drink and you ask for a little? Yeah. Yeah. He's able to He's able to give you a drowning. Yeah. And connect your world with his world. By his reaching down and pulling yours up. Y'all ain't helping me. And deep calleth unto deep. There's parts of your Bible that describes the waters that are above. Waters above and waters below. God knows how to connect them. I had my family. Uh, we wasn't on the beach because we're believers. <laughs> we were on the we were on the sandy coast where the ocean waves crashed in. <laughs> we just don't go to the beach. We're saved. We go to the coast, a lot of sand and waves connected, and heathen people out there, I've seen some of them too. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing on the coast. I think they were at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I had my family down there and I had a four-wheel drive vehicle with me and you could get out there on that beach and drive it and nobody was out there. Try to go at the time of the year and pick out special places. Yeah. I'd miss the weather forecast. We come out there and pulled out there and, and I was so proud taking my little kid and my wife. What an adventure. And there was a water spout. There were seven tornadoes in the area. <laughs> and, and I wish, boy, I wish I'd have recorded it. And there was a water spout. A little wind come down and in the water. Light, jagged lightning going up and down the water spout. Yeah. Yeah. 
that five of them for while we was watching. We watched them water spouts and the heavy storms and them heavy waves. And and later we got back to the motel and in the lobby we walked in, they were all astir and there'd been two tornadoes come up on that beach and slamming everything. But God watched over us. He just let us watch the thing. And seen them water spouts. Deep calleth unto deep. The deep below. Yeah. Calling unto the deep above. All right. Where God brings his world down to yours and your world up to his. And if you want a little drink, be careful. He can give you a drowning. I'm almost done tonight. A little feller named Jovi. Wish you could have seen him pray. That's the Panamanian down there in Panama named for John. And instead of Joni, it's the, they go with the Vijovi. Spanish Panamanian thing. I was down in one of our mission fields. You pray, you pray for me. We started the World Harvest Baptist Missions in 2007. Sometimes I talk about it. Sometimes I never talk about it. But we got over 23 missionaries, pastor friends, and I'm the founder and director and just working with our pastor friends and the missionaries. They don't want to join some big old bossy board that gets out of control, so we work together. Can I get a witness? And uh, we honor the pastor and the local church. Yes, amen. And the money don't come to uh, any office I control. The money goes to the local churches and the church sends them the money. Imagine that, the church handling the money for the missionary. Well, Imagine a church acting like a New Testament church. Yeah. I was down there in Panama, and this boy is so precious. I want to bring him around here sometime. He's a third-generation missionary, and uh, he was 380 pounds, six four, and uh, he he's lost 90 pounds. Told me that this morning, but uh, precious. His daddy was a missionary to Mexico and his grandfather started the whole thing. So that's all he's ever known. Raised in the Mexican desert and started churches his whole life with his dad. He'd been in Panama for nine years. And the boy up and down the mountains and the jungles and just on his own. The last mission trip I was able to make, and I think y'all helped me, to go to Japan and Panama. I think I had been here and asked. I'm thinking the timing. But I went to Japan in January, and then I went to Panama in February helping our young missionary, and he got him a little preacher boy. He's about 21. And there's little Timothy, little Joshua, and Jovi. Went and ate at his house with his mother, uh, his daddy's not in his life. Daddy's not in his life because of wicked practices in the country of Panama. In Panama, 
And I hate to talk about such things, Pastor, but it's the truth that we need. We got to hear the truth about things. I went to Jovi's house to eat with his little mama. And see, Jovi was born because they sell girls in Panama. They do it to this moment. And, and preacher, they don't sell them. And I'll be careful talking about this. They don't sell them for a night. They sell them for three months. If a man's got a lot of money for six months, for two months, and they'll have that girl. That's, that's how Jovi was born. <laughs> we was having lunch in that little humble home. The door open there and the door open there, and dirt and dogs and no air, you know. And that little humble mom and that little preacher boy had the American pastor come to their home and they prepared two little dishes. Oh, will you talk about the Lord sitting down with you? I said, sister, tell us your testimony. I had a preacher with me, some people with me. And in her broken English, she said, she said, in her broken English, you must be prepared for many tears if I have to tell my story. <laughs> she said, for I cannot tell how Jesus rescued me without many tears. <laughs> That's when I felt that little window in heaven open. <laughs> Seven angels and the Holy Ghost said, we, excuse me, we're coming in. We, we're going to be here for this. And a great old Southern Baptist missionary back in the day, she, she, be, she said, and she began to weep. And she said, I was one of the girls. Poverty was sold to a man. And she said, this is where my son come from. That little preacher boy's over there. He's like having church. So humble sitting next to his mother. He just look up and nod at us again. <laughs> he said a missionary named Luther Rice came to our world. And she said, God pulled me out of the horrible pit. <laughs> That they put me in. And she said, I do not know if the church found me or I found the church. But all I know is I'm in the church now. And they love me. Oh, if you'd heard her tell how Jesus saved her and how she got in the ministry. And she said, then God sent our, our missionary, the giant. And she said, God sent him here nine years ago. And we only knew a little about God. He said, he showed us we could have great time with God all the time. Well, glory. Well, glory. 
and I'm sitting there in this little humble heat and dirt and dogs and humble and a little woman. I'm so glad that Jesus knows where the woman at the well is. <laughs> and then he let me come sit down and drink out of her well. got to notice it. And all the gospel work we did, we, got, we saw people saved every day. And in different circumstances. And there was no easy believing. It was amazing. And I got to notice it everywhere we went. We went down to the river. Took six hours to get there. Now, I don't know a lot about cars and vehicles. It stuff just don't stick in my head. God made me weird. He made me to preach that Bible every night. The normal stuff don't stick with me. But uh, we was in some little pickup truck with little gears and had seven of us and sacks of beans and sacks of rice. And we were already too heavy. And then we picked up a family to be walking for two days if we didn't pick them up. And we were loaded down, and then we're coming through them jungle mountains. And the missionary, Brother Jonathan Williams, he just said to me, he said, now we'll have to trust God. This truck can't do this. And we're going to flip and run off the road. So we always just trust God. <laughs> and, I, and he said, it's the only vehicle we have, and God told me to come. We just trust God. And that little thing smell all the gears and the rubber burning and sideways yeah. and two wheels and he just gritting and over there and grinding and just praying and then we made it and he said we always make it. <laughs> it took us six hours to drive up in the little mountain jungle and it took the people four hours to walk down. He said, I've been oh, yeah. carrying food up here and that this village, is, this tribe has been walking down. Don't even speak the same language. That's how far back. I mean, they didn't even speak Panamanian or Spanish. They had a mountain dialect. But he had a little boy that had got saved. And that was his people. And he said, well, let's go get them. So they've been doing this for a few weeks. And so there we are with our beans and rice. And they walk down and we meet about the same time in the afternoon. And there's a jungle river. Yeah. Pretty wide. Probably 100 to 150 yards wide. And here comes this village down. This little tribe. Yeah. Probably just 30 of them. Not the whole village. But 30 of them. But the chief of the village. And some of the women. And they had on their, their uh, official tropical dress coming down. See this American that would bring them beans and rice. And, and we sit on the riverbank. And he pulls out his guitar, the missionary, and just starts singing. And they all sit on boulders and rocks. And he tells me, preach. 
God pity these boys who's got to have a special service and 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 the choir's got to be just right, the spotlights, and, and we got to have you know the front pews filled with a hundred preachers, or we just can't. And, and everybody's got to be showering with affection and compliments, or they just can't operate it. For oh God help! Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't stand up and quote the gospel for twenty minutes and hundred and ten degrees in the side of a river, and if ain't enough gospel in you to preach at the drop of a hat, you ain't a preacher. Preach, preach, yeah. Then the gospel rolled out of me. And then they all hung their heads. And the little guitar. But I noticed Jovi. <laughs> Not with us. Over there. Behind the Jeep. Praying. Not on his knees. Not one knee on his face, hands, hands grabbing dirt on his face, pray. And little Joey told me, said, seem like lately. God has erased the lines between us and heaven. He just erased the lines. That's what little preacher boy said. Bored because his mama was a sex slave. Not her choice. But a Southern Baptist missionary named Luther Rice. Yeah. Hey! A little preacher boy said, lately, I know because I went and wrote it down, quote, God seemed to be erasing the lines between heaven and us. <laughs> And a 45-year-old woman in her tropical dress and her sister, 35-year-old, they come slowly out to us from the little bunch. We just heard this story a month ago from y'all coming. We came down the mountain today to hear it ourselves. We believe. <laughs> We want to be saved. We had a prayer meeting on the rocks. Two little pagan mountain women from a tribe. <laughs> you know what they did? Then the pastor, missionary, explained to them, you need to be baptized. What is that? He told them. So they said, okay. in their official, beautiful, traditional, tropical dress. Walked right into the blessed water. He walked out there with Joby pick up guitar. On the and grace, how sweet. Well, missionary said, based upon your profession,
confession of faith in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and two little babies you go to church. Baptized. Lately, he's been erasing the lines <laughs> between us and heaven. That night I preached, and we was preaching every night in two places, the way the days went. We got under the shed. It built a plat outside. There's a tin shed coming off an old dilapidated house, and that was his church. Enough to seat 80 people under that shed. Shame. Naked wire right above me, sticking out everywhere. Step up on that box, pulpit, preach. Find that interpreter's rhythm. Take your Bible and turn to John's. Get told it, because guys told the Bible in John. Find that rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Me and him both crying and praying, shouting. He would interpret the shout. I'd say, "Woo!" He'd say, "Woo!" Look at. Him. Yeah. Holy Ghost interpreter preachers. Yes. And a little girl, 15, with a baby that she didn't ask for. An abortion that she hadn't asked for. She had already been sold. It's so common. Yeah. And she's sitting there in hell and the devil had done it. Ruined her life. But one thing about our Savior, He can take an, a ruined life and make it unruined. Yes, He can. Not ruin no more. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she had a seizure, Pastor, the girl. I thought she had a seizure. Because she was sitting about there under our shed, no light bulbs are hanging. And the thing was packed. Dogs and babies walking around and chickens. I thought she went to a seizure. She all of a sudden just uncontrollably that she was sobbing. And, and the story of what I was telling her about this man who did what he could do, it broke in on her and she believed it all in a moment. That's later what she told us. She fell to pieces in front of her. She come and got saved. Oh. And a nine-year-old girl walked down and got saved that same moment. It was the missionary's oldest child. Little girl. Not confused. She'd never had a profession of faith before. Mom and Daddy were real Christians and they understood the Lord. She coming in. And over here, I got a girl, a pagan that's been ruined by hell. And over here, a little missionary child. And they both getting saved. One's on the side of the tree of the knowledge of good, and the other's on the tree of the knowledge she'd ever been given was evil. But turned out there's another tree that supersedes that tree. Yes. And it'll reach over to the evil side and the good side. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. 
You ain't that big old monster of a missionary. He melted down. He didn't quit weeping the whole time we was there. His little girl. Oh my. He took her out back, was gonna try to count, you know, counsel her, confirm or whatever, and she just little I saw her do it. I was watching. She grabbed the daddy, there's a four hundred pound man and a little girl, and she grabbed her daddy's arms and said, Daddy, you ain't got to say all that stuff. Jesus done saved me. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole deal was going back up to that mountain river, that bridge, was because there's a 17-year-old boy that showed up seven days ago. Two days before I got there, he was from that village. The 17-year-old boy in Little walked seven days. He had a cousin down there with that preacher who had got saved. <laughs> he walked seven days through the mountains and then through the jungle and, 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 and bandits and danger, natural dangers and evil dangers. The little fella, he looked like he was 12, you know, the way they look. 17-year-old! Didn't have hardly no family, like parents and stuff. He walked out of that mountain seven days. And they said when he walked up to the little church, he said, I've come to be saved. <laughs> oh, that's why we went back up. He'd, he'd told them he'd bring us back up if he could find us. And on a day, because he got no phones or stuff, just on a day, we'll all be at the bridge if we can all get there. And little Jovi in the corner every time on his face. Lately, God has been erasing the lines between heaven and us. That's when heaven reaches down and you're pulled up, and that's what them water spouts are about. If you're really thirsty, he'll just put you in the middle of waves and billows. And he'll connect his world to yours. And it always takes a storm. You ain't going to have them water spouts without stormy weather. You're really thirsty? It's probably not going to come on a lemonade stand. Right, probably not going to come with ice and, 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 and a pleasant day and you sitting back fanning. Thank you, Lord, for that little drink. No, you'll find yourself in the middle of waves and billows. <laughs> He'll suck the water up out of your world until it's coming down from his. But you won't be thirsty no more. You'll be living in water. You will be living in water. I want a drink. Here comes a wave. You say, it's going to drown me. No, it's going to, it's going to connect you to him. This storm is going to be the worst storm you've ever seen. It's going to have water spats. Seven tornadoes. You needed a little drink, so he's got a large amount. He's got reservoirs above. 
These are the same waters when the wind is opened up and Noah's flood, the waters above, fell down. The waters below, that's crashing out of the bottoms. The underworld and the upper world crashed in and collapsed on your world. That's how Noah's flood happened. I think the rain dripped 40 days is when he closed the windows back up overhead. It just dripped for 40 days. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It shall be good if he just erased the lines. Please, Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Between yeah. us and him. Nothing between my soul and the Savior, not of this world's elusive dreams. I have forsaken all worldly pleasures. Keep the way clear, let nothing between. Yeah. Boy, we see the racing lines. Oh, yes, Doc. Yes, sir. That deep. Yeah. Yeah. All the thunder deep. And what's way down in you. Yeah. And what's way up there in him. Uh, He'll send a storm uh, and, uh, and arrange yeah. it. I'll give you three things. I think I'll be done in like two minutes. I'm going to show you three things, but I've got two minutes. I think that's all I want to do. Let's read verse one. As the heart, that's a little red deer, panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. Oh, yeah. I was out here reading an old Methodist preacher from a hundred years ago, and our truck driver, piano player brother, I guess that's your truck out there. I pulled around here, and brother made me some coffee. I parked out here to watch the storm and do a little reading. Truck driver brother come out of his truck and walk by me. And I was reading the little Methodist preacher. Thirst for the living God. This is what he told me before church. He said, what the bird receives when it meets the air, it's got to have the air. And what the fish has got to have when it gets in the water, when it meets the water, is what a man's soul gets when it runs into God. The little bird got to have air. Yeah, yeah. That's the world it lives in. Yeah. The little fish, yeah. it's got to have the water. Yeah, yeah. And a man's got to have God. Yes, yes sir. Yes, My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night. Are they continually saying to me, where is thy God? Y'all ever felt like God was just gone? 
When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. I remember those great things. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites, from the hill Mizar. He's down there cast down just trying to remember. And that's where deep called unto deep. He was in the center of the storm. He was about to drown. That's where he got his drink. That's where the two worlds connect. Now the three things I'm... (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm glad he can erase the lines. I'm glad when I'm as low as I can get, he can connect with as high as he is. The psalmist was laying down and said, I'm going to remember three things while I'm laying here. Y'all ready? I got about about a minute left for what I felt like. Jordan. (laughs) Brother Joe, are you Joe or Andy? You Joe? Oh, Brother Joe, do you know the Lord gave me this message? The three things I'm fixing to say. You know the Lord gave it to me five years ago. You know I've never preached it. <laughs> He's just helping me, I guess. I ain't never mentioned them. It's the first time I've ever mentioned it in church. When you as low as you can get, you God fixed to connect your world. <laughs> Three things you need to remember. You need to remember what He did at Jordan. That's the land of crossings. Yeah. 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 You need to remember what he did over there at the Hermonites. You know what that is? That's where them two kings, Moses and them first struck out, Og and Sihon. Them two giant kings, God had to kill them. They were just slaves in Egypt, didn't know how to kill, uh, even swat a fly. God killed two kings, tried to kill them in the beginning of their journey. Yeah. As a place of conquering. And then the little hill, Mizar. Is it Mizar or Mozar? Mizar. I studied that, dug and dug and dug. Archaeology, geology, geography, manners and customs, Bible lands. I found everything I could find. Nobody knew where this hill was. It just said a little hill. All they know is the meaning of the Hebrew word. Nobody knew this hill. It's a little hill that nobody knew. But whoever wrote the psalm, he'd been there. 
Have y'all got a little place where ain't nobody been but you and God? Ain't nobody else even know what you're talking about, but you and God know what happened. Well, glory. Hey! You and God knew what y'all saw on your little hill. (laughs) Unknown to anybody else. I got a little pine tree from 13 to 17. Y'all couldn't find it if I told you where it was. (laughs) (laughs) I know where it is. Hey! I know what transpired there. I know who I saw. I saw him coming from glory. I saw deep, called unto deep. We met right there. I've been to Calvary, and Calvary's been to my pine tree. All of God, all three of the Godhead came to my little pine tree. I ain't going to tell you no more about it. It's between us. I'm about to eat that wooden altar and run, run to Spartanburg. Y'all got a little hill? Now you're the only one who knows where it is and what happened. Yay! I call that communion. Whoever wrote this song said, I'm going to remember Jordan. I'm laying here. It's the end. As long as I can go, but I'm going to remember that he brought me over before. He might bring me over again. I'm going to remember when he killed giant kings so I can live. I'm just going to think about that. Amen. And I'm going to remember my little heel. Where I met with him before. And, ne- and then the next thing you know, in the next verse, two worlds, can, he done erase the lines. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Come back, my brother, and just softly play whatever's on your heart. Why don't y'all stand up and come down here and pray if you'd like. Pray in your pew. You can pray on the floor. You can pray down here on the altar. Let's all stand unless you want to get down and pray. Let's just pray a while. Our brother's going to make music for you. Let's just pray a while. (laughs) Find your place. Ask God to erase the lines.
church. Play on, friend. Play the little church now. That boy and his brother, Pastor Doug Train, took a year to train. storm to do it, it's all right. Y'all didn't hear me. If it takes a storm, it's all right so that we can meet together. But God's going to do it. Just show as I'm standing on this platform. God gave me confirmation tonight as to a man of God was a preacher. He didn't have no idea. He didn't have no idea. But God had an I'm not one of these pastors that takes the evangelists and tell him everything going on around the church. That ain't my, no. I don't do mess like that. Anybody that does that ought to be whooped and then kicked out of the ministry. Right. The pastor for telling it and the evangelist for listening to it. Exactly. They both ought to be took outside and stomped to death. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather just let the Holy Ghost do it. Amen. Amen. See, then you know it was real. Then you can sit there and say, you know what? Boy, I told him all what to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Dean, for that tonight. Let's stand together. Be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow night revival. Good crowd, home folk tonight. I love it when it's just us sometimes. I'll just be honest with you, folks. Everybody don't understand our style of worship and our gathering. Hey, some folk, they're geared to just to be around church for 45 minutes to an hour and they ready to go on to the house. We're just geared to come to church and have church and get done when we get done. And everybody ain't like that. So I thank God for these nights that God's give us just for us. And I appreciate all the other help when people come. I do. I appreciate it. They need some help too, but I do appreciate your, your faithfulness for being here. So come back tomorrow night. Please do that at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Don't let anything keep you out. And, uh, and if you... 
know, bad stuff happens, you know, you got to stay out, but push, 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 and get to the house of God tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, okay? God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. Let's look to the Lord, and we'll be dismissed in prayer tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and thank you for the confirmation tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you gave us a word. I'm so glad you did. Matter of fact, there's two things, Lord, that you fixed tonight. You gave me confirmation on the one of the three things I'm asking you to birth out of this revival. And then there's another situation I see tonight how you're working it out. It's strange how you've done it, but you've done it. And so, God, we just ask you to help us. And, God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow. Let's take up an offer. Let's do that way before y'all go. People can't never say I'm about money because I always forget and even take up an offer. Let's take up the offering, Brother Joe. Get you me and let's take up an offering. Take up an offering. scheduled right there but said Dean McNeese just be getting started for two weeks he needs to plan to stay with y'all four weeks I said I second that motion I promise you one thing if God let him preach for us four weeks straight I'll be sitting right on that front bench four weeks straight I sure would I'd sit right down that bench and I'd listen from heaven for four solid weeks wouldn't complain about it a bit. In so much the more. As you see the day approaching. All right, now. You can go home. Got you. Okay.